What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion. But I'm better than you, and you know it. D-M-D. Acknowledge me. Hurt and I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. Well, ding dong, hello. Embrace the vision and we want the smoke. Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at The Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport. And of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian (laughs) H. Waters. Gentlemen, it's officially sign-pointing season. The road to WrestleMania is here how are we all living in this post Royal Rumble 2023 world? Uh, I can't tell if Brian H. Waters is living better or worse than I am when he pulls out a fresh bottle of pitch black Mountain Dew. But think, after that match, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. It's kind of pitch black, but it's kind of cool. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting time. It's an interesting time. It was funny to see uh, how much people got wrapped up in uh, long-term storytelling. As a person who grew up with year-long storylines going from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, I love it. Get, give somebody the title, let them have it all year. Two years, five years, let's do it. Yes, sir. <laughs> Man, I'm feeling good, you know. Um, I, I decided to follow up last week's show with another, you know, Pitch Black. And, uh, you know, because the show was so good last week, I felt it was from the energy. So I was like, if it's so nice, do it twice. And look, Cody tasted it after winning the Royal Rumble. So, and, you know, he had a good showing on Raw. Look, man, if you're drinking that next week, we're going to have to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there might be... Cal and I are going to have to step in. Yeah, <laughs> and, next and week will be an intervention. <laughs> yeah. It'll be an intervention episode and we won't even tell you. I mean, it's a great follow-up, though, because, Brian, you were actually on site at the Rumble in San Antonio. I saw you in the... <laughs> Post event presser on oh, TV. Right. Tried to try to take a picture, but oh, uh, it, it cut away from you too quick. Uh, d- tell the people what it was like to experience the Rumble in person because you've been to a lot of live shows. That was your first in person Rumble, right? Absolutely, man. I mean, incredible! Just the opportunity to be in the arena when the countdown was on. That is something that yeah. you just can't compare to. Like I've been in the arena when. You know, John Cena came out. I've been in an arena last year, WrestleMania, when we had the unexpected glass breaking on night two. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and even with Roman Reigns, his presence, even with The Rock coming out at WrestleMania 28, I should say winning and the ground shaking. But the Royal Rumble is something in its own. And, you know, you didn't have to wait too long because it was the first match. And to see right. that was surprising. go the distance and then to see Rhea really go the distance and win the thing. Uh, man, it was just amazing. And I would say, like, the women showed out, too. 
I know like the first time they had their first Royal Rumble and everybody was like excited. Then, you know, you didn't hear too many people talk about like how good the women's Royal Rumbles was after. But this one, incredible. I'm not really big on wanting the surprises just because my time watching the Royal Rumble growing up, I was always used to it being whoever was on the roster. So when the surprises happen, they're cool for me. But if there aren't any, I'm good with that as well. Right. I actually enjoyed the women's rumble more than the men's mm-hmm. one this year. Mm-hmm. I thought Agreed. it was I thought an incredible ending. Uh, that was just that spot with Rhea and Liv was was freaking awesome. Obviously, the men's rumble that that Logan Paul ricochet yeah. spot was fantastic. Did, is, what what, Whoa. what did, did wait, did Logan Paul break something after the rumble match too? Look, Cal, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not just gonna, saying. I'm, I'm just gonna, saying. I'm not going to feed into the haterade that's coming out of your pores right now. I'm, 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 I'm not being a hater if he show up online with a broken rib or he got ice on his knees and whatnot. I, it, it make, mm, I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> Maybe he needs to pitch Black Mountain Dew. Yeah, may, <laughs> which I, I mean, was at the presser. He, I wanted to ask Bray how to if he got a chance to taste it. Damn. But I didn't get called on, which is cool. But I, that was I was I was waiting, and I was like texting Ben. I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking my ass brand. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was really on brand, and that would have been probably the best question of the uh, <laughs> entire presser <laughs> for for Bray. All right, let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. You all know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines percolating in the wrestling world, and whoever wants to tag in. And let some thoughts fly. Let it fly. First up, according to Dave Meltzer, The Rock may still appear at WrestleMania 39. Uh, Now, this article goes on to state he has turned down an official wrestling role. So there's something else for him to do. Do we still want The Rock at 39, given everything else that's that's been happening in the stories that are being told. The rumor was, allegedly, The Rock wasn't going to wrestle because he wasn't ready to wrestle. Uh, in shape, guess, yeah. Ring uh, shape. He, he wouldn't have been able to be in ring shape for a Roman Reigns match. Maybe similar to how they built that first Cena-Rock match. Rock comes out. Something happens with the family. Something happens with the bloodline. And this is the openings. But, I mean, that just means that you may end up getting another year of Roman Reigns double champion. I mean, that that there, there is a possibility that's what, that, that's what it is, too. But uh, we added on to that. But, yeah, I would assume that th- that would be the only thing I'd want to see if he's going to be at WrestleMania 39 and the plan is for you know, an, a, another another match with uh, The Rock at, at Mania in the future. I'm going to just say this. I don't trust anything when it comes to people who love the business. <laughs> the Rock loves <laughs> pro wrestling. He made a whole That's show true. about it. Good point. Really so true. I could really see him working the dirt sheets and mm-hmm. working the dirt sheets. And then next thing you know, he shows up and he's got his Brahma Bull shorts on, tights on. And he goes out there and has a match. Because at this point, the way WrestleMania is going, you can, like Triple H said, Saturday hasn't even been in a match announced. And right. they're already hitting numbers. So if The Rock shows up, that's a bonus. Yeah. So, yeah, you might, you might miss out on the advertising dollars, obviously. But the gate, they're going to do well. I can see The Rock showing up the same way he did in his last match at WrestleMania 32. And he wrestled. So. I don't trust Dave Meltzer or anybody else unless The Rock says it himself. I'm going to just sit back and wait because I'm not... I do believe that he loves the business and he will work the dirt sheets. That's what the most of them do. Mm. I mean, that's a that's a very rational wrestling <laughs> fan take. <laughs> which, which, on one hand, I do appreciate because you're right. Until we're still, what, two months away? Officially, as of today, two months away. That's still enough time for him to get into ring shape. He's probably been doing it behind the scenes anyway. If 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 we are led to believe that he will be back, mm-hmm. I I mean, the, the one thing that kind of sticks in my head now is, and and this isn't they said what, but it, it's it's something that Kaz has said a couple of times now over on Masked Man, which is Dwayne's inclusion in in at least the 
the Roman bloodline storyline mm-hmm. might just ruin it. And I don't know. I mean, the first time Kaz said it, I was very dismissive. <laughs> Admittedly, I said, no way. Mm-hmm. He's got to be there. He, he mm-hmm. has to be there. And now, I mean, we all saw how freaking good that ending of the Rumble was, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty damn incredible. Cody's story has to be told now or at least has to be finished as, mm-hmm. as, as his brother tweeted out. So I'm like, where, where does Rock fit? I mean, look, right. can he show up? Absolutely. It's SoFi. It's LA. He's probably already there. You know, can he give a, throw a couple eyebrows up? You know, drop a couple catchphrases and, and, and peace out and we'd be happy? Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I, 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 I had, for the last couple months, I was uh, expecting a match and now anything less, <laughs> I might be disappointed. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna, you this know? is why I just say stick with the great stuff that's going on right now and stop worrying about getting these past legends to get in this ring. Because like you, the, the thing you said perfectly there, where would The Rock fit? It, there, there's so much that's going on. There's so many people that need to get on the show. If it's not a match and it's not something that's going to set up a match, mm-hmm. you're going to get a dude with a flamethrower again or, or something, a water gun <laughs> or something. You're not, you, don't, you don't need that. I mean, That's you you've, you had you've been living on on that for a while. Just live it, live in the moment, Cal. Uh, that's that's what you've been preaching, and I, you might be right. I still, <laughs> if if the Rock shows up at any time though, in in the next couple of weeks, I will pivot. Okay. Uh, no, I, 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 it's it's WrestleMania season. Anything can happen. I totally understand it. I mean, I'm I'm already excited for Elimination Chamber actually because uh, they. They have our guy potentially Montez Ford being in that chamber. I if he if he qualifies, we might need to do an emergency pod on, on Monday <laughs> night because <laughs> I, I stand for for Montez Ford. Next up on High Spot Headlines, Seth Rollins would love to see in quotes FTR back in WWE. If, if you're going to do it anytime, I think you do it right now. The, the, the Usos are white hot. Bring in oh. FTR. Let them go back and forth. Hopefully they can then say, Let, let's let's get a couple other tag teams or build some people that can get better by working with FTR like they did back in the day. But just let it happen naturally in the ring and not try and like force anything. But yeah, it, the, the number... The number one and number two tag teams being in from PWI being in the same federation, I'm game. That's WrestleMania for me. Would they have to go back to being called the Revival? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, that would make it make sense too, because that's the whole that's what the R stands for. Literally, right? Literally. What <laughs> yeah. if they come back at Mania? Let's do a smidge of fantasy book, just just uh-huh. a, just a tiny bit. They come back at Mania. Maybe they're a surprise, surprise entrant in, in some sort of tag team title match that includes KO and Sammy and the Usos, and, and you know we can sprinkle in whoever we want. Mm. Is their pop on the level of when the Hardys came back? No, at Mania. No, no. I, no, I think it, it would. It's one of those things where I think because the Hardys really blew up in the WWE that pop at Mania is going to be humongous. I think if the Revival came back to WWE on a Mania, you would get a pop, but the pop would be more of a, oh my, what's going on with the AEW versus WWE war right now? Versus, wow, look, because, I mean, they were dope and they were, you know, a tag team. I don't think they, as a revival, I don't think they rose in terms of like, you know, future Hall of Fame status in WWE. It's kind of like when they got out and started going crazy everywhere else and getting all the belts, they were dope, but they weren't what they were, what they are now. So it would be interesting to see how loud of a pop it was, but it'd be hard to, I I can't imagine it'd be, it it would break the sound barrier like that Hardy Boys one did. And the fact that the, when you look at it, it's, um, WrestleMania's a lot of casual fans there too. People who may not right. stick uh, watch the wrestling, but they watch the WWE and old WWE fans, especially because it's going to be a spectacle, right? It's in LA, yep. so you're going to have people who may not be following the product. They knew who the Hardys was, you know. That's how Orlando was. Uh, I don't think everybody's going to know who 
FTR is. But honestly, if I'm fantasy booking, I'd have them come out. I wouldn't even have them wrestle. I'd just have them show up at the end of the tag team title match, close that chapter, and then boom, they show up, and then there's the big stare down. Interesting. Or do you do you even let's take that a step further? Do you save them for the Raw after Mania? That's, oh, they, I mean that's, that's always a win. That, that was that's that was my I, initial thought was maybe they show up. You you have them show up at Mania, not even say anything, just come out, go back, and then the Monday night is when they, they, they you even have them open the show, give them the mic, and say, well, you know what the hell was that, and then go into the spiel. But doing some type of appearance at Mania for them would be dope, especially if they were. In the interim, like, you know, maybe they're not ready to wrestle right now, but they have like a month. Start building that up. Get them going back and forth with people to, to really start building up. Because if, if they were to be in WWE in a match with the Usos, I don't care where it is. I don't care Ooh. what television show it is. I need to be watching it. If I could be there, I need to be there. Because right now, the two of them, that there's no matchup, I think, is in my book, as a, long, a lifelong tag team wrestling fan who's a fan of the Usos and the Bloodline and really, you know, loving what FTR does for tag team wrestling. I think it could be a banger. It would be a banger. <laughs> there would be no question uh, about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's great to see that they're kind of even in rumors to be back in WWE because around the time when they left and you know, since then, it, it, it felt very much that they were trying to distance themselves from WWE. Uh, and, and you know, you, you hear kind of their their stories and, and what they kind of went through. And, and, and I kind of get it. But I, I guess in this business, you just never say never. It's, it's just one of those situations. And, and just this is just another example of that. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Kofi Kingston says... In reflecting about Kofi Mania, it came crashing down in seven seconds. Uh, this is a painful topic for me yeah, to talk about in general, so I'm going to throw it over to you guys to start. Ben, I'm going to say this is, on the first day of Black <laughs> History Month. This is not one memory that I no, nah, but I, I mean, he's he, the thing is, it, it it that doesn't sting as much because you know Brian H. Waters knows it. I know it. Ben, you know it. We all been saying it since it happened. I mean that 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 smack that was on my that was on my birthday. That was the one gift that I hated oh, getting geez. that day was mm. a word that Kofi not only lost it but lost it in such a short amount of time. Um, hearing him say that the weekend that we didn't really get like a an ill Kofi moment in the Rumble too doesn't help. But the thing with Kofi is, and the thing I think with the New Day in general, like it, it's never done. I, and I think they've proven that. I think Kofi specifically proved that it's it's far from over. You can have all this time in the company and still be able to work your ass off and get into a position to be a world champion. So, uh, you know, they, they, we've not seen the last of Kofi. I would love to see a Kofi Mania 2. I mean, the most upsetting thing about that was in the in the subsequent weeks and or months, there was just no sign of him getting another shot. He just he just never got a shot, a rematch, right? And I know they kind of got rid of that rematch clause, uh, you know, storyline wise or whatever. But the fact that he never even came close again was just baffling. You know, they, they tried to bandage it. I think they won the, the tag titles, you know, a couple weeks later or something like that. But, I mean, Kofi Mania is... is There's a reason why they attached the Mania to the end of, of, of Kofi's name, right? During that run. His story was incredible. Like, I, 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 on occasion, I'll go back and watch that gauntlet match that E and Woods went through to get him that opportunity, right? With with uh, E, you know, burying... Um, or. or pinning um, Rowan underneath the, the announce table, right? It was just this visual where it was, it was incredible. The, story, the storytelling was amazing. They made us feel something. And then he had a really good run as champion. He defended the, the the title for I think it was like four or five months. It was it was and that then, whole. It, it, I was going. I'm sorry, to cut you up. But I think that's no, the no, crazy. Please. That's the crazy part about the 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 not getting a rematch is 
all Kofi did that summer was defend that title, defend that title. Oh, you lost him and Orton. I feel like they had a couple of back and forth. There was there was a lot of wrestling that Kofi was doing, and, and, and that's what killed it because it wasn't just like he won the title and then did nothing and lost it in October. No, he he held that title high and defended. And I only know it because, again, Brian Ace Waters knows that I know it. Shouts to fam, shouts to Matt. It, 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 people be in tears, sitting on the edge of their seats, waiting for that that main event to end and for mm-hmm. Kofi's hand to be raised in the air because you didn't want Kofi Mania to end. And, and the thing is, you hit it right on the head. You felt at any given time he could lose. You felt he could lose the Orton. Yeah. You felt he could lose the KO. You felt he could lose to Dolph Ziggler, to Joe? be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. And yeah. Yeah. for it to end the way it did, I'm just glad he's saying something. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got the whole match with him and Bobby, but that was more to establish Bobby. But I think I saw something where it's that Kofi should be somebody who should be going against Roman Reigns. Yeah. And it'd be believable in a sense of he's a former world champion. He's a top guy. Let's not act like he isn't, right? He's a top guy, but I would like to see him just kind of get the more respect. Um mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, for fast forward to the show, but one person I'm going to bring up is Jinder Mahal. Mm. And I'm going to bring him up later. He's kind of got the same treatment. That's right. That's a great point. And, mm-hmm. so, and he's the 50th WWE champion. Look at y'all. Look at y'all. We, we, Look at the we, numbers, the advanced stats. It went from Kofi mania to gender mania in two seconds. I well, look, it. when you hang around... <laughs> Nick Bond and Phil Snyder. Facts. It, it, that stuff kind of just rubs off on you. Here Big, the facts. Big facts. Big facts. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean to bring the show down by, you know, reliving past pain uh, with Kofi because I still, th- I, I honestly, I still think about it. Every time I see him, he's, mm-hmm. he's such a dynamic performer and I'm such a big fan of his. Right. I, 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 was, I was doing some cleaning of, of the closet this over the weekend and I, I found my Kofi Mania shirt uh, right, I, it was this was early when I didn't have. There was a point where I didn't have a lot of wrestling shirts, and now I have too many. The Kofi Mania one was really where I started to just go down this this rabbit hole, just buying up all the wrestling shirts. Right. And it really just it struck a chord with me because to, he hasn't even gotten a shot at at the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title. It, it's they, they pigeonholed him right back in to just being a tag team wrestler, and it yep. it sucks because yep. Brian said it best: give this man more respect. Yeah. You know, he's 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 incredible and uh hopefully his his career is not winding down and he still has another world title run in him because I you know, I'd I'd be all all for that. Indeed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because, well, you're uh, already subscribed to our wonderful podcast feed here. But we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do, and that's respond to the takes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, or Stack Guy Greg. And for this next edition of They Said What?, we're going with our guys, the GOAT 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, as well as Dip himself, Brian Dipperstein, Brian H. Waters. Play the clip. I could hear Corey Graves saying at the end of WrestleMania, welcome to the Cody era. The Cody era has begun. But there's going to come a time during that Cody era in the first 
machination of it where people are going to start booing the guy. I actually didn't agree with disagree with Dip's take yesterday in the group chat when he said it's like a countdown to the booze. Oh, I knew this was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 during, on Monday night when he went out there to cut that promo, the thing I was I was waiting to see how much the crowd was engaging with him, and it, it felt like it built a little bit. And and when he started hitting the the big WrestleMania and like hitting the really big moments in his monologue, uh, they, they were with him. But it it it, it kind of I don't it doesn't feel. I mean, it's, I, the timeline is definitely not on board with Cody Rhodes. I I, I don't know if the crowd is a hundred percent on board with Cody. It, it may be a situation where it may take time. They're not, they're not. It, it, the injury may have delayed. Uh, like w- whatever baby face because they're going to have to build him into somebody within the next two months. I- I'll say this. When Cody got hurt, I thought it was honestly a blessing in disguise mm-hmm. because right. I felt right. as much as I'm a fan, I kind of know how the pulse of the IWC works. And I said, people are going to turn on him soon because it's mm-hmm. going to be too much Cody. I felt knowing that he wasn't going to win the title at SummerSlam. And I said, how can we get from June, July, all the way to April and people still be this high? What I was not expecting when I thought he would come back to the big pop and it would be fine was the Sami Zayn of it all. The the bloodline, yeah. Yeah. You you know, you figured they was going to be going through the roster. Mm -hmm. But the see the way the people got behind Sammy, and the moment I knew that Cody could possibly be in trouble was the night that Sammy became an honorary oos. Because mm. when Roman took the shirt and said, I don't ever want to see you wearing this again. <laughs> and you heard that crowd go, ooh. And then when Jimmy ripped the shirt off, right, and then the crowd, I mean, Jay, and then the crowd was starting to boo him, and you felt like, yo, they really love Sammy to the point they hate Roman. Right. And then, boom, all of a sudden, Sammy gets the new shirt, the honorary shirt. And I was like, Cody comes back. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to hold out hope here because if he wins, personally, I would like to see him just get the WWE title. Mm. But if he wins, I think it will be a moment but I think if you keep Sami Zayn away from it and you try to, like, uh, as Rosenberg and them said later in the show, if you try to throw away the Sami Zayn of it all, then mm. you'll have problems. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think you, I'm sorry, but I think you'll have problems just because the time, again, just like Daniel Bryan and some of these other situations where the people are, are, are clamoring for something, they may start openly booing what's not Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. We're going right. to say, though, Ben. No, I I think they also compounded the problem with obviously Sammy blew up, and, and I get that we all love Sammy and and, and everything that that story be, has become. Again, I think they made it even worse potentially by one announcing he was coming back. I I I think we all kind of knew the timeline of when he was going to come back, but why why announce it? Look, those return video packages were were dope. Right, mm-hmm. shout out to the WWE video department. Because those are those are bangers, right? We'll we'll look back on those and say those are works of art type of thing. But also, then why would you announce it as one? Ruin the surprise for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, sort of get it. You know why? Because we had the pop for Pat McAfee. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, Pat McAfee <laughs> should have saved it all. He should have saved it all. That's the thing too. Pat McAfee, they surprised everyone. The crowd, mm-hmm. Michael Cole, Graves, none Nobody of them had knew. any idea. <laughs> Nobody I knew. I jumped out of my back. seat. I'm a broadcast yeah. mark. Even though I, I, was I wasn't going to be able to hear him all night, I jumped out of my seat when I saw Pat McAfee return. Right. It was incredible. But then also on the Cody thing, then they, they bring him out at 30. 30. I mean, yeah. I didn't like that. now we're just we're just pandering at this point. You know what I, wasn't, I, mean? uh, I wasn't a fan I, of that. Yeah. Look, bring him out at 26. Do you want to save him for the end? Maybe he's, you know, they don't want him to blow up. That's totally fine. 26, 28. You know, there, there's spots in the rumble where you can take a break. But to bring him out at 30 to announce it, it felt very much like they were pushing him down our throats. And like, we get it. And that, that I, 
it sucks because obviously last year he had those great matches with Seth. Uh, you know, he tears his pack, and you know, there's that iconic image of just his pack again about to fall off his freaking chest. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of back into this discussion about Cody, sort of that was very similar to his, the end of his tenure in AEW, right? Yeah. Where it was like people just booing him for to just to boo him. <laughs> it feels like so. It's a uh, I, I understand where where Dip and, and Peter are coming from. It's just I hope he at least gets his crowning moment and then maybe turn him heel, something like that. Because uh, yeah. I, I do, yeah. I do think he's great. I I really, you know, n- enjoy his work. So I, man, it's you just can't do both. You can't announce him and then make him thirty. Do <laughs> do one or the other. Right, yeah, he, they announced him. They made him thirty, and he's the biggest baby face on the card right now. It's it, it's it's almost one of those Charlotte Flair conundrums where they they're almost too good of a heel to uh, have to start a storyline where they're you know at the, at the beginning they're this big baby face. It's we have to adjust, they have to adjust, and there again, there's like two months to do all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Before we fully convert to the anti-Cody regime here, <laughs> let's uh, let's pause for a quick second and take a break. And we are back. It is now time to bring in our special guest here on this February first edition of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> Last week we brought you one of our trusted wrestling scribes from TheRinger.com, and I am pleased to say. We have yet another one joining us today, along with dropping that knowledge every week on The Ringer. He is also author of a fantastic book, Way of the Blade, 100 of the greatest bloody matches in wrestling history, and most importantly, a fellow tortured Golden State Warriors fan. He is Phil Schneider. Phil, welcome to Wednesday Worldwide. Pleasure to be uh, back on a recorded episode of this. I was on. Uh, I did some dark match. I did a dark match with you guys, uh, and uh, I'm happy to have this uh, go out to the world. Those dark matches were amazing. Those hidden gems that were the uh, the words oh, Wednesday worldwide dark matches are uh, things of, of lore. No one's going to see those. I don't understand uh, how y'all can be suffering when y'all are the champs. I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, before all of this, it was it was not pretty. And we know that yeah. better. That's why this season yes. can't bother us. We are unfazed. <laughs> you should I, see Phil's and I's DMs after <laughs> horrible Warriors losses. Are, uh, they're just as bloody as, as the matches that he talks about in his book. <laughs> yes. I, I sat through the speedy Claxton years. I sat through the maybe Monta Ellis can get this re- injury replacement spot in the All-Star game years. <laughs> so, you know. That's right. That's well, right. I, I will... Recent suffering, but long suffering. Yeah, yeah, long, long, there you go. That's probably the proper proper terminology there. Uh, Phil, you wrote a great piece that hit TheRinger.com this past Monday. And, and, and the, the piece actually drops every Monday and essentially acts as a cheat sheet, if you will, that, that breaks down the three best matches of the previous week. Uh, this week, your piece is entitled Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and the new chair shot heard around the world. Uh, I I was curious when you're putting together this list every week, and especially with, with this week's list. Um, what is your exact criteria for for putting a match on this list? Is there is there a formulaic way that you go about it? Like it has to be fifty percent of the storytelling has to be great, fifty percent of the in ring work has to be great, or sixty forty, or however you want to divvy it up. Or is it as simple as you know what? I enjoy the hell out of that match. I don't care about the stars or or anything like that. Um, it's it's probably eighty percent that, and then twenty percent, you know, trying to. If I feel like a larger, you know, thing I want to talk about is involved in that match, uh, you know, like sometimes when I first started, I've been doing this about a year now. When I first started it, like uh, our friend David Shoemaker at one point DM me and said. All right, Phil, lay off NXT UK a little bit. Because I went like three <laughs> weeks. Like, this was a pre-Helmsley period when Vince was still in charge. And maybe you'd get a six-minute match on Raw that might be pretty good. I was just like, I was going to go through it. I'd be like, ah, man, this 
This Ivy Nile Mika Satomura match in NXT UK is pretty good. <laughs> kind of Those deep cuts. Pri- yeah. I kind of enjoyed Primate versus Roderick Strong. So <laughs> that's the only note I've ever gotten from anyone on this is right. one point David said, well, you know, if there's something on SmackDown you want to write about, that might be a little better. We're just trying to get this off the ground. But otherwise, it's mostly just the match that I think was the best. And I mean, it's been easier recently because the WWE is really putting on, you know, on these non, uh, you know, premium live event weeks, they'll have like really long, good matches, usually on SmackDown and Raw and, and you know, at worst NXT. NXT UK sadly has, uh, has uh, you know, passed away. But, uh, <laughs> so maybe, maybe David was happy about that. I was like, all right, well, I'm taking <laughs> yeah. this temptation out of Phil's hands to just to worry write about, about you know. <laughs> well, NXT UK will. Matches. <laughs> NXT UK will live forever on in your pieces. So it's, right. it's a good you thing go. you documented all that. No, all 100%. the archives are on, ring, uh, are on the ringer.com. If people want to go back and look at, you know, look at what Jordan Devlin matches they need to, to watch from 20, uh, 2020. Right. But then, you know, the, the, and then, uh, you know, usually, but usually with WWE and AEW, there usually is one thing that really mm-hmm. pops out. You know, right. this week it was, you know, pretty clearly either going to be the main event or the Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble itself. Mm, and sure. then the, I mean, the the thing that I think put that, I mean, that in that case, the angle post-match, you know, put that over the top. That was one of the great, you know, wrestling angles of the last, you know, I don't know, 20, this century, maybe. I, I, I'm trying to think of the ones that, that have been that good, you know, in the last 20 years. And it's certainly in the conversation. Right. And whereas I enjoyed the Royal Rumble a lot too, but you know, by the end of it, I was like, well, I got a lot more to write about this match than I do about uh about 100%. that. Similarly with the Mark uh, Briscoe, you know, Jay Lethal match, same thing, right? Like there was some other very good in-ring stuff in AEW this week, but that was, you know, by far the most resonant, you know, the most interesting to write about. Right. And I, and I mean, we have had conversations like I know uh, there's sometimes there's something that's on the timeline. It feels like, wait, I, there's a lot of people talking about this, but is this what we're going to cover this week? I'm like, if that's not the best match or what you feel is the best match, I'm sorry, we can't do it. it, it, it it's really about where what you want first. And I, I building on that. I, uh, I, I, there's been a conversation on the timeline that I've been seeing and I wanted to get your opinion because you fell on the side that I've been seeing a lot on the timeline as well. Uh, while Cody Rhodes won the Rumble, um, at the end of your your write-up on Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, you said, at this point, Sami Zayn needs to be the one going to, to Mania and, and, and having that battle with Roman Reigns. My question is, how, like, how would you book that? Like, I know Elimination Chamber's coming up, and I know there's some time before now in Mania, but how would you get to Cody Rhodes not being the one? Would you have Sammy be a th- like a, make it a three-way, a triple threat match for the titles, or would you have Sammy totally get the opportunity away from Cody before Mania? I know it's tough. I mean, this, the thing I wouldn't have done was had Cody Rhodes with the Royal Rumble, <laughs> but once he kind of did, it puts it a little bit in uh, a little bit in uh, a pickle. I mean, you could have. People have talked about this having two nights of Roman Reigns matches, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. maybe he wrestles Cody in night one and you do something in Montreal that puts a belt, gets one of the belts held up and have that be the main event of night two. Maybe that's a thing you can do. I mean, I, at this point, I don't know if you can take the opportunity away from Cody Rhodes without really damaging him. You know, which which obviously they don't want to do. I'm not a giant Cody Rhodes guy, so I I, <laughs> I I find the the whole Cody Rhodes thing somewhat inexplicable. I still remember the last time a promotion I really liked had a lot of Cody Rhodes in it. I was like, this is a lot of Cody Rhodes uh, every week, and I am not really enjoying very much of it. So I, you know, I, I I'm I'd be perfectly happy with them sort of kneecapping him. I'd be fine with that. But you know, obviously that's not what they want to do. And they've got a lot of there there are other reasons. I think they're in, they want to show people whose contracts are coming up at AEW that you can come over here and not end up, you know, buried and you can end up being a big star. And I think there's part of the Cody Rhodes thing is that that's a that's a Ricky Starks conversation. That's an MJF conversation. Mm-hmm. That's, a, you know, all of uh, maybe a John Moxley conversation, maybe a, a, even a Brian Danielson conversation later. And they're trying to say, look, 
Cody main event at WrestleMania. You know, you're not going to come over here and end up, you know, working uh, undercards and, and comedy spots, FTR. Nobody's shaving mm. your back if you come back this time. So I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I think, but it, I think in some ways, I don't know how they've been, this Bloodline thing's been dominating the, their programming for almost a year. Are you really going to just have something nothing to do with that in the main event? And just have point. Cody Rhodes come out in his American flag and do a bunch of crossroads or something like that in the title? It seems like it would be a giant waste. Well, I, I want to follow up on the Cody thing because earlier in the show, we, we, we talked about Rosenberg and Dip saying, you know, the countdown to booing Cody is on, essentially. So I, I'm, I'm just curious. So I'm... I think I'm a bigger fan of Cody than than you are. Clearly, after after what you just said, but <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just curious why I want to get in your head and and the people who don't like Cody's work or or, or enjoy him as much as I do. Essentially, like why? What, what is your biggest gripe with Cody? And, and look, pushing him at thirty, I, I get that all of that. But in general, just what is your I guess biggest gripe with with Cody and and the way that he kind of presents his, his himself? I don't know his whole like. His vibe is very extra to me. It's very thirsty okay. to me. I just don't like, you know what I mean? Like I, his, the whole, and I, you know, I, I hate to say this. I'm like a giant uh, Dusty Rhodes fan. I'm, mm-hmm. my second book is going to be about Dustin Rhodes. I'm working on it. I mean, like I'm a Rhodes family dude, right? Like, but Cody's like the guy who's like, I don't, and there's something about that, his particular ring style that doesn't connect with me. He's got this very kind of 20, 20s ring style that's very much like I'm going to do my finisher and then that's going to be a two point down count that I'm going to do a super version of it and then it's going to be another two point count and then I'm going to look in the sky with a shocked look on my face I just that kind of like very like I, I find it kind of uh, you know that per, that's a particular he, he sort of leans into wrestling tropes that I'm not a giant fan mm. okay it's a similar issue I have with Rollins where it's just like eh, I I'm aware that this is good, but it's just not connecting with me. And so they had those matches with each other. And I was like, I, this is not doing it for me. And we get to see it again next, next month. And I'm, I'm doing these post-match shows for the rigor. So I have to focus on it and I think of things to say about them. And, uh, you know, and I, that's, a, so it's a bit of a personal preference thing, right? Like it's just that particular style. Got it. Like 2020s near fall shocked face, you know, wrestling style is not my ass exactly Cal's doing the shock face it's something actually just does not connect with me um you know lots of things do connect i mean i lo- obviously love pro wrestling so there you know I, I the beauty of it is you can always if you don't love a one thing you can always usually find something else to love i uh cody's father dusty once compared wrestling to great wrestling to a three ring circus whereas if you don't love the jugglers you go watch the clouds and then you watch the fire eaters if you're not into that and then there's always the lion tamers and there's always the tightrope walkers so you know I, i'm usually looking at the tightrope walkers when cody's on screen which is fine <laughs> and i'm sure i'm gonna write some things i'll find some things to write about a cody Rhodes match i'm sure there's no way i'm gonna avoid it so i, I you know maybe not this week well <laughs> Speaking of things you write about, uh, Phil, um, one of the reasons why I love your pieces every week is because I get to learn about new wrestlers. And so to the fans, um, this week you highlighted Brian Keith versus Dante Leon. And one of the things that was said in the piece was, you know, Keith is kind of being looked at as the guy who's up next. And so I have to ask you, as somebody who's seen more matches than anybody else in 2023 already, who would you say would be the best opponent for Brian Keith that you believe could give him the match that would put him on everybody's radar? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I, here's one that's, I think, a little off the, the radar a little bit. Um, Brian Keith's coming into House of Glory. He's debuting at House of Glory, which is this uh, New York-based fed. Uh, this weekend, he's wrestling Charles Mason, who's their champion. I think Brian, I think Brian Keith Loki could be a banger. 
Because those are a pair of guys who look to kick through your ribs. And in Hell some yeah. ways, Brian Keith's like doing a lot of the somewhat of the same stuff that Loki was doing 10, 15 years ago. And Loki still has a fair amount of juice left in him. And I think if you had that as like, I mean, Loki's a difficult guy to book. Uh, is this problem? There's a reason Loki is working for House of Glory and not for one of these promotions on television. And that's always been, he's a little bit of a difficult guy to deal with. And maybe you can't have this match and have Brian Keith go over. Uh, maybe Loki doesn't do that. But if he does, and you had it in a big showcase, I think that could be a thing where he could look like, here's a guy who's taken on the, the previous generation's version of him, right? The bounty hunter against the hitman. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, would be something pretty cool. Um, so that, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that one. And you know, Dot, this Dante Leon match on a bigger uh, stage too, because mm-hmm. he's a guy who's got really, really fun to watch. And I think a lot of people, uh, he'd be a guy even less people have heard of probably the Brian Keith, um, outside of the fact that he's had this big run in Japan, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I when I was editing, I didn't know who Dante was, and it was it was cool to uh, go through some of the stuff. Again, everything's right there on the internet, and just go immediately go to his page. Just, the uh, the the soul the soul Ruka the 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 cutter that she hit on NXT, and then seeing my man hit it like six years before or something like that. <laughs> it's it's really cool to uh to be that. That's why I love getting the doc from Phil every week and just because <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to go. But uh, although, Phil, we, 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 we got to get out of here. We got to finish this show. I, I'm going to ask the question we ask everybody before we get to our final segment of the show. And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Between last night's NXT and tonight's AEW Dynamite, is there, what's one thing that you are like, most excited to see, most excited to talk about with people. Let me have it. I think I'll do the answer. Oh, that's actually a really hard question. Is it? Last night's, last, well, last night's NXT was great, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had three really good matches and I am a, like a Charlie Dempsey, uh, Andrew Gulak, like super fan. Ah. So I just love that. <laughs> and to, that's not the, my answer, but I did want to point that out. I also really liked Creed's Indusheer for like four giant dudes, like in a very like Steiner's Road Warriors, kind of these big guys just throwing each other around. That's a type of wrestling I love. That's not my answer either. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and it's not easy for AW either because I'm Darby Allen, Samoa Joe, no DQ. No holds barred, yeah, no holds barred. Are you kidding me? That's going to be, I don't want to know what Darby Allen is planning to do to himself in that match. It's not going to be a good thing. I've seen him, I watched him work like a stretcher match against Ethan Page in like Baltimore for an Evolve show in front of like 140 people. Took 11 (laughs) of the stupidest bumps I've ever seen in a wrestling match. So this is national TV, Samoa Joe. No holds barred. it's, It's it's Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher is the answer uh, okay. to the question, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there it is. With, with there all it is. that preface, I mean, that's that's the best technical wrestler of his generation against maybe the best technical wrestler of a generation, a one generation past that point. They're going to be in a position where they're going to be given some time to do their thing. Yeah, I really like that thing. Uh, I'm very happy to see my man Timothy Thatcher who has a guy I've been enjoying enjoyed for a really long time, get a chance to get a sort of a big shot on TV where he gets to do his very weird, very specific type of stuff on a national level. So it's that, but I mean, it's not like, it's not as easy as it's it not as been. easy. If you'd ask me, ask me like, you know, last week or something like that. Uh, I, I'm going to assume that the doc I get next week, Danielson Thatcher is going to be on the dock unless something, you know, the, 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 the clouds open up and, you know, pigs start flying and all this stuff. Unless that's going on, I'm assuming that match Man, is making it. I, it's a, not an awful assumption, but Samoa Joe Darby Allen could be absolutely insane. That's I mean, what match. it might end up happening is I end up, uh, I end up, uh, emailing or DMing you on Friday saying, let me write about 280. <laughs> I can't pick. Let me write about both. I don't do that very often. I try to right. say, it feels, I mean, it feels like I've got a, a, a finite number of cards I can play. Right. Let me write, let me write extra stuff. But I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if this is a week where I, where I pull that out. But I mean, that card, I mean, goddamn Hangman Page, we didn't even talk about Hangman Page, Sean Moxley. And right. every one of those matches has been great. And why, why should, that is, 
on paper, one of the best dynamites they've ever run coming up tomorrow. I really yeah. like that for like, yeah. especially for my specific tastes in pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, even run ones that are bigger matches or different things I don't like as much. But for a Phil show, that's a Phil show coming up. I'm very amped about it. Uh, for sure. <laughs> I feel a swerve coming, and he's going to write about Cody Rhodes, Finn Balor for the piece. So uh, just let me know when that comes through, Cal, so that I can I can DM Phil uh, and, just, and just start laughing. I, uh, I, you know, uh, who knows? That was that was bad. Maybe I, I, there's maybe nothing that's jumped out at me yet. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not. I get to be pretty Phil for the Ringer. I get to do Phil Schneider stuff way more than you would have ever I would have ever guessed I would be able to do when when I when I was able to talk David Shoemaker into letting me write for you guys way more <laughs> my stuff it's a good kind of way the blade stuff but you know I gotta I gotta I gotta can't be a hundred I got a 93 percent fell I gotta throw some seven percent stuff <laughs> to the fact that we're a, um that you know it's a major website you know with with uh with uh with a big audience I can't go I can't go all in my bag right Right, right. <laughs> Phil, thanks so much for coming on the show with us. Uh, before we get you out of here, tell the people what you got going on and, and where they can find you and, and everything you're doing and your work. Um, you know, I every every Monday uh, I write about the three best matches of the week for the ringer.com. I've got uh the previous week I had a, a big mood piece, which I've been working hard on and pretty proud of. Cal did an amazing job turning that spinning that into gold i did a piece on uh five best jay briscoe matches after he passed that i it was really fun i got to you know dig into that Mm -hmm. um and uh my book way the blade is available on amazon i got some other things in the hopper that i'm working on outside of the five uh, best things so keep your eyes peeled on the website and keep your eyes peeled on the website for other stuff i mean we're doing that's the you know 2023 ring of wrestling is is you know we got this these five incredible weeks of uh, days of podcasting i'm really been loving what you guys have been doing and we've been putting up articles man we've been writing more and then nobody else is doing the kind of stuff we're doing nobody else is doing the kind of stuff i'm doing nobody else is kind of doing the stuff ian douglas is doing nobody's doing the stuff nick bond's doing nobody's doing the stuff cameron's doing i mean that is intent there's nobody else anywhere else you can read that kind of writing about for us so facts I, I i'm shouting out everybody facts whole game putting everyone over i freaking yes. love it phil you're the best thank you again and we've got to have you back on the show again soon my dms are open anytime you guys want me i'm here this episode is brought to you by hotels.com i was traveling internationally last year i was in Mallorca. i didn't know the island well i said let me head to the north head towards the water let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Shout out to Phil, the leader of the anti-Cody regime. <laughs> My God. Uh, all right. B- before we, we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's Dynamite. 
let's let's do this quick. Let's each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then let's let's dive into something a little bit deeper. We'll we'll, we'll take a vote. So, Brian, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? The opening match of the show, Indusure, Indus, yeah, Indusure with Sangha and Veer, man, with Jinder Mahal, and they defeated the Kree brothers. My, my my biggest thing was finally seeing the streamer Stevie actually wrestle and being surprised because she can go low key. Okay, okay, I, I like I like both of those. My biggest one was that I might be back in on Dijak, not not fully there yet. <laughs> uh, I was was kind of out on him the last few weeks because uh, I feel like he hasn't really wowed, but uh, he's kind of back in. He's, he's working to reestablish himself, and I, I actually hope he wins the uh, North American title. He's almost there. I I do want to say because uh, Brian teased it earlier, I am interested in his uh, gender mania thoughts. Oh, gender mania! Yeah, Brian, take <laughs> take us on take us on a ride here, man. So I was always a fan of Gender Mahal mm. when he made his transformation. He made his comeback. I right. like when you know he did what Drew McIntyre did. You know, leave, come back, being a bigger deal. He had a different look. But I love what he's doing with these guys. Uh, last year around this time, we kept seeing all these Veer commercials. Mm-hmm. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. He ain't come to the night <laughs> after Mania. Right. But, you know, you see those guys that come out in suits before, yeah. and, and they were handsome gentlemen. And yeah. when I'm watching them, I said, wow, they look like they could dominate. Maybe in a different universe, maybe five years ago. I don't, I don't know if the other guys were ready. But it, it, it probably it just seems weird with gender being a NXT champion right now. Mm-hmm. But they could have like their, you know, kind of dominant stable in NXT where they would have the tag titles and gender would have the world title. Like that aesthetic looked good to me when I was watching it last night. Right. That's a great point. I mean, I wasn't the biggest gender fan uh, when he was on the main roster. I mean, when he won the when he beat Orton for the world title. I remember being legitimately shocked, <laughs> and it, it's really hard to sh- to shock a mark at this point. You know what right. I mean? But that was I'll I'll always remember that because I had actually had friends over to watch it, and mm-hmm. I I th- you know they're they're kind of more casual fans, and I was like they were asking about that match specifically, and I was like yeah, it's, I mean Orton's probably going to retain, and we'll kind of get to the rest of the card, and then he won, and. It was one of those moments where my jaw dropped, and I'll, I'll always remember that. But I, I think you know, to Brian's point, I, I don't want Ginger to fail. So right. if, if him creating this dope faction in NXT is his next phase, sign me up. You know, I'm, I'm all about making that show as interesting, you know, as possible with with kind of him at the forefront. Um, looking at tonight's Dynamite, what's the one thing? You're looking forward to most. Cal, hit us with it. I'm I'm gonna have to say Danielson, Timothy Thatcher. I, I so, seeing clips of Timothy Phil. Thatcher. Yeah. yeah, I mean seeing clips of Timothy Thatcher online and how he's developed since being in a he was he was in NXT for a bit, right? Um yeah. he he he's stretching people out like 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 he seems like the perfect person to be going up against Danielson on this run right now. Brian, what do you have? Oh, man, how else do you kick off Black History Month than a TBS championship match where Jay Cargill defends against Red Velvet? Now, this is long-term storytelling. We all remember when we was first introduced to Jade, Red Velvet was the person that she was in the ring with, you know, when uh, she teamed with Cody Rhodes and Jade (laughs) teamed with Shaq. So to see this go full circle, I'm very interested in it. Man, I don't think we're going to get an upset, but boy, oh boy, how sweet that would be that if would be Red nice. Velvet left as the champion. Oh boy, I, I, I've got Paige Moxley. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I was pretty lukewarm when this feud started, but if they've, they've kind of won me over. And, and to echo Phil's point from earlier, this is a, this is a stacked card tonight. Yes, uh, we n- neither none of the three of us none of us picked. Uh, Darby Samoa Joe. <laughs> right. It's probably going to be a banger. So it's it's going to be a great, great night on AEW Dynamite. And guys, that's how you do Wednesday. You know what I mean? Uh, be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings as we are coming to you every single day of the week. 
We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide! Smack dab in the middle on, you guessed it, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us and subscribe and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, thanks for the graps chat. Brian, lay off the pitch black, please. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, we will catch you next week. World, I'm sorry. You keep talking about this Mountain Dew pitch black. He he, he pulled the bottle like three times. Anyway, anyway. Sheesh. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.